Welcome to the Fins Up Podcast. I'm your host after a well-deserved break, the triumphant returning Southo Dan. And tonight I'm joined by the man who puts tall in tall, dark and handsome, the good man Terry himself. How you been, mate? I've missed you. I've missed you so much, mate. What's happening? Nothing much, man. I listened to your podcast last week. Just want to give a quick shout out to Richie for a good um, a good try. Uh, yeah. You know, it wasn't the worst of all time, but it was in the bottom three. Try, try as he may, Dan, he will never be you. Mate, thank you so much. The important question, though, did you get the check? Uh, no, he still hasn't cut it. That's right. We'll have to get him back on. But speaking of guests, mate, I've gone out and rec- I've got the the big fish of podcast. Get- no, people have tried to get him. No one could land him, and we've got him tonight, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with this. When, when you actually sent that through uh, this afternoon, I was, I was pretty excited. But I didn't think it had happened. I was lying. I, I don't even know this guy. I just sent him a random photo and he, he told me to go out. And I said, well, I'll get your attention. And here we are. So should we introduce yeah. him, mate? Now, I've got to get this right. He's giving me the, the intro here. Okay. So this is the self-proclaimed sexiest man alive, other than Cleef. Uh, the design yep. and content manager for the Sharks, Mr. Gaz Dot. How are you, mate? Good, boys. How are you? Thanks for having me. Mate, kicking goals as only we can. How's how's life? Yeah, a little different at the moment, as everyone would know, but kicking on and, and getting through it. Right. Mate, so you for, if you want to give everyone a little run, I mean, everyone who listens to this is going to know who you are anyways because it's pretty much our Twitter DM group. Do you want to give a rundown of, of your role before we, we hammer you with some very hard questions? Yeah, sure. So, yeah, as you said bit of a star intro there but I'm the design and content manager down at the Sharks so I get to basically do all the fun stuff like uh, any artwork graphic design that sort of stuff as well as your photos and videos and I sort of manage with my team all the content that goes on the website and that we push across social that you guys hammer us for. <laughs> Terry hammers you for I, I try and stay out of that. <laughs> so we, we've got a question straight away for that was yep. shit the sheds or coon tossed the best digi moment? <laughs> I was I wasn't there for uh, the coon toss, but I was there for shit the sheds, and I can say safely it wasn't me, and I won't name names, but uh, we had a bit of a laugh up there in the media box and tried to pull it down as quickly as possible. But as you know, as soon as it's on the internet, it's on the internet, and that's where it stays. So good times, but no, there's been a few moments like that. <laughs> yeah. Joe, what we will say is that Sharks Twitter is undefeated. It's undefeated. You you, you can't Absolutely. put a word wrong. Thank you, thank you so much. I'll remember that for the next time I'm about to hit enter on something that I shouldn't have written. I'm stressing anyway. Mate, I need to do that with every single tweet I send. Don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. So, so guys, with your role as the media, uh, the media man, what's been the biggest challenge in isolation for you so far? Uh, just trying to get player content, I guess. Like, obviously, the boys are doing their own thing. They're training in isolation. They're following programs that obviously the club set out, but. Just finding the time with them and me to sort of grab content has been the hardest part for sure. They're sort of obviously like, as we all know, we're all stuck inside and we're all doing our own thing. But yeah, I guess like, you know, the boys are out there training every day as they should be. And we're obviously still doing a lot of things behind the scenes. We've got plenty of work to do in there and we've got a bit of a skeleton staff. So we're all taking on jobs here and there that we didn't previously do, but... I guess, yeah, time is probably just the biggest biggest issue at the moment. 
Mate, I love that Jackson Ferris video this morning. Was it was it Connor Connor's birthday? Yeah, how good was that little ten year old Connor? He had his tenth birthday, and uh, yeah, Jackson gave him a call up on Zoom and absolutely loved it. But he's he's a smart kid, isn't he? That maybe at the end there, those uh, score recalls. He knew, man, and the the way the way Ferris's face lit up with a genuine smile. I love seeing that. But the other thing that went up today, what's doing with Bronson Zeri's hair? Everyone's gone blonde. I feel like I need to start dyeing my hair before um, all the boys get back next week. But I don't know well, what's going on with some of these haircuts. Bronson's got a bit of fluff at the back as well, so he's rocking it from all different angles. Yeah, look, guys, whatever you do, don't dye your hair blonde, mate. Please don't do it. Well, I have to. I feel like I have to. If I don't dye it blonde, how am I going to fit in with all the boys? <laughs> so, so are you one of the boys? Oh, I don't like to think of myself as one of the boys. Obviously, they've all accepted me over the years and. You know, they, they chat to me, you know, outside of work and have a bit of banter here and there, but I try to steer clear and just be as professional as possible. Obviously, I was a big fan before I started working down at the Sharks, so don't want to fanboy out too much. Like, obviously, the first couple of times I was in the sheds for the team song after a win, like, got a bit uh, overawed and just thought, oh, how good is this? But now it's all just part of the job and, you know, they treat me like one of the boys and, yeah, get on really well with them all, so it's good. So I'm just I'm going to cut Dan off because we have a Twitter question in here that says it's from Josh Bolling. Uh, yeah. How you said you were a fan before you started at the Sharks. How did you become a Sharks fan? Oh, well, basically, I remember my pa who's passed away now, but he's been a member of the club since it began, and I used to always go into his garage and see posters and little badges and member badges all stuck on his toolbox, and I used to absolutely love just running around kicking the footy with him, and then one day. I hopped in my dad's petrol tanker he used to drive for Ampole. And I remember it was my birthday. I opened up the glove box and there was a Sharks Reebok jersey in there. And I just thought, how good's this? And ever since then, I've obviously been a big Sharks fan. I've been following all through the years and all the ups and downs. And then, yeah, eventually landed at the club, which was an absolute dream. So it's been unreal. That's good. That's good. Uh, Josh also said to say that he loves you. So very important. I love Josh too. He's a good bloke. So hey, Josh. He's fantastic. Mate, You last time I saw you actually was at the Chuck Park and we were just having a beer with the great Shanaz and um, you weren't, you, you you told us you were headed back to the club. Like what brought you back to the Sharks? Yeah, so I basically left for, I think it was about six, seven months, went and pursued a, another opportunity that uh, popped up when uh, a few things went a bit south at the club. But um Basically, I did a bit of freelance design work for them on the on the side there while I was working elsewhere, and uh, the opportunity came up with a few people moving on to bring me back, and obviously just jumped at it straight away. I loved the club, didn't want to leave, and you know the grass isn't always greener on the other side, as they say. So it was really lucky that I was able to come back and just jump straight back into it. Yeah, I think it was as well. Someone mentioned that when you left the club, we didn't win a home game for like five weeks, and then you came, you, you turned up to a game and we won. I put a hex on the club. Not sure many people know that. Janazzi knows that, but yeah, I just decided that they weren't going to win anymore once I left, and that was Mate, that. We, we cursed your name. <laughs> we, oh, we cursed terrible. your name. Terrible. I was feeling a bit of heat online. No, we got through. We got through. And then you come back and you give us coronavirus. I know, so how bad am I? I just like leave and everything goes all right, come back and not even playing footy anymore. <laughs> well, we're, you, we're two from two in games that we, we've attended, so that's all that matters. 
That's not too bad, is it? No, I'll take it. So, you said, you said something just before, Gaz. The boys are back next week. Is that because we're, we're working towards that May 28? Yeah, so there's stuff still with the NRL and all the biosecurity experts and whatnot. But uh, that's sort of the date that they're aiming for. Uh, obviously, the Warriors are still uh, waiting to leave New Zealand and try to get clearance to get back in and train. But they're definitely aiming for that May 28 start. would mean that everyone starts uh, training again. I think it's April 4th or April 5th. No, May. May. We're in May, aren't we? Without getting too in, insider, are any of our boys camping in Tari at the moment? Details, but uh, no, nah, look, they're all, they're all in Sydney and all, um, yeah, looking after themselves and staying out of trouble, which is good. <laughs> Fantastic. Hey, um, I'm gonna jump into the question I want to ask the Storm game round two. You you were one of very few people there. What was that like? It was, that had to it looked it was, fantastic. It was an absolutely unusual experience, obviously. You know, we're used to walking out for warm up and there's a big crowd there. and you know, you sort of get a bit lost in everything and you're looking around and this time when you walked out of the tunnel, there's just silence and nothing. They've got a bit of music going on, but it just felt like a training run and, and just a bit surreal and sort of didn't know what to do with ourselves. But obviously they've got a routine that they stick to and the boys went out there and did that. But yeah, it was definitely um, a bit weird trying to celebrate those moments like when Billy Magulius scored. It was, that was a big moment, but he sort of just didn't get the same vibe as when the crowd's right there behind him you know, up and up and at it. So, yeah, a little bit different, definitely interesting. I felt like, I guess with not uh, having much else going on, the game really flowed. It felt like it went really quick. I'm not sure if it felt like that online. But, um, yeah, from, from sitting there and just concentrating on everything that was happening, you could hear every hit, you could hear the chat on the field. It was, it was really good, like, from that perspective to get that different, uh, I guess, viewing angle of the game. But, yeah, definitely a weird one. Um, so if, if Phil Rothfield is to be believed, we paid Daryl Braithwaite about $12 million to sing. Did we get our money back? I'm not too sure, but yeah, that's $12 million. Good, good spending. <laughs> Do, um, is it true you so guys still played we, horses? We still played horses at halftime. I was <laughs> down there blasting it out, so it was good. Yeah, we still had a good time. Fantastic. So, so what... What are the media plans? Like, what's the content that you're going to be releasing when everything comes back? Can we get a little bit of a an inside scoop, or, or is it just brainstorming at the moment? Yeah, we're not too sure. Every week, sort of, we come in and brainstorm what we can do, see what the boys are up to. They're obviously all on a, a bit of a nap that they're following with their training uh, routines that uh, Bomber and the coaching staff put out to them. So they've got some strict routines that they're still sticking to. Obviously, we've got some guidelines and things that are going to be put in place around, you know, who can even enter the club once the boys are back and temperature checks, daily logs, all this sort of stuff that we need to um, pass and abide by. And we're still not sure how that's all going to work. So once we, I guess, get told a bit more on who's going to be there and uh, how often they're going to be there, all that sort of stuff, then we'll start planning around that. But yeah, at the moment, it's still a little bit up in the air. We'll obviously get finalised this week. I know there's a few meetings going on behind the scenes. There was a couple today, a couple tomorrow. So hopefully that all gets cleared up pretty quick and, and we can give you a bit of insight into what we're going to be doing. Um, now, you said with the player apps and the training, did John Morris design an app where Chad Townsend learns to pass the ball on a four-on-one overlap? There's, there's a few yeah, There's a few passing drills on there, so I hope the boys have been reading up on them. But I guess we'll see when the footy's back, won't we? 
<laughs> I had that at the end, Terry. <laughs> um, just just back to the DG. I know I know it's not your full time job, but when you are looking after it, how do you filter out the rubbish tweets other than muting Terry and myself? Look, no matter what we post, there's always someone against it or someone with a different point of view. We obviously don't take it to heart as much as some other clubs and people do, but yeah, it's all, all a bit of fun. We know people have different opinions on things that we do, and we just try to bring the best insights and different views of what the boys are up to and what's going on behind the scenes at the club as best we can. Terry, did you see the um, the brouhaha over the uh, Dragons Digi coming out as a Bulldogs fan earlier? Yeah, she wore the yellow warrior jersey. Jesus, that was awful. Yeah, but <laughs> what, a, what a ridiculous pylon. It was typical fucking Dragons fans, honestly. <laughs> And the worst part about that was that the Parramatta fans that were in that were the ones talking sense. <laughs> that doesn't happen often, mate. This is a weird, it's a strange 2020. Mate, did you did you go to the Nines? Were you in uh, in Perth for the Nines? I wasn't. So I just started back at the club, but um, obviously I wasn't booked on that trip. The first trip I did was the Papua New Guinea trip, which was absolutely amazing, one of the best. So I was very lucky to come back and jump straight into that. That's, that's incredible. That was my next question. We're on the new Guinea trip. So, yeah, what, what was the highlight of that? Absolutely unreal. Like, even just landing first day we get there, the airport's absolutely packed. People are just lining the street. They're holding up big banners that they've made. They're screaming at the bus. It was like we were all rock stars. It was unbelievable. There's signs from every player. We brought basically a really young squad over there, as you know, and all these people knew exactly who every player was. It was unreal. We, we actually got some brownie points because uh, the dogs let, let go of Reese Martin, so they didn't have a, a, cult, a cult figure, and we had them all. So, yeah, yeah it was, it was good. Uh, yeah, it was I good think he's popular over there, Josh Dugan. He yeah. is like the king of Papua New Guinea. That's yeah, it. Love him. And he was really good, especially for all the young boys. He's, he's really uh, stepped into that mentor role and, you know, just showed the boys what they should be doing and when they should be doing it and how to act and all the boys took it on board. It was a really good learning curve for a lot of them, I think. Yeah, well, we didn't see any young kids on uh, rooftops uh, with cruisers in Papua New Guinea, so he must be doing something right. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> uh, but but you, said, you said Dukes is really popular over there. He's played like four or five Prime Minister Eleven games, so they would, they would literally know who he was and absolutely love him. Oh, that, he's been over there a fair few times, yeah, and they absolutely love him. Everywhere you walk, it's just, Josh Dugan, Josh Dugan. And they're just <laughs> screaming, trying to get his shirts, trying to get his hats, and... You know, he's, he's really good how he just uh, stops and chats to every single person and takes photos and signs signatures. And, yeah, it was unreal. Absolute life-changing trip. We ended up going to a, uh, a hospital there as well and went into the ICU and saw all these kids with, like, open-heart surgery. And they're walking around two days after surgery just kicking footies and just so happy to see us there. It was unreal. <laughs> That's mental. That's awesome. Yeah, that was just, like, absolutely life-changing that moment. You know, you sort of just realise, like, what the hell am I whinging about when I'm sick or got the man flu? I'm just, like, a baby. Couldn't believe it. <laughs> Don't play down the man flu, but, yeah. I, I, it's good, real. It's good real. perspective. Yeah, I know. Gee, with coronavirus now, birds are just starting to find out what man flu's like. <laughs> We've been going through it for decades. <laughs> we told you we could die from this shit. No one believed us. No, did, it's all did, coming true. Did you boys jump on the Twitter trend today where you type your name into Google and hit the news and the tweets that have been used on news sites come up? No. My, my, the one, that, like, all the others that were garbage, but the one I got on was that during Labor, 
women experience almost the pain that I did seeing Chad Townsend blow that that overlap. <laughs> Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I see that. and it's oh. just, oh, mate, it's just, what, I, got, I got one out of 300, not bad. Oi, the big question, what's Matt Moylan like? Yeah, he's a great bloke, Moiser. He gets a bit of a bad rap in the media sometimes, and, uh, uh, yeah, he, he's a really good fella. He loves it, so, yeah, hopefully he's back the once the boys are back. I haven't seen him. I know he was scheduled to be back, so, yeah, hopefully all the boys come back fit and firing, ready to go, but, yeah, Moiser's a great bloke. Who's the biggest character at the club at the moment? Oh, definitely Toby Rudolph. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> Easily. That's half the reason I came on here. He told me if I wanted to launch my career, this is the podcast to do it. Uh, well, we, we've, got, we've got an exclusive for you. Toby will actually be back on very, very soon. How good's that? He's a good yeah. bloke, though. He's good fun. He was over in Papua New Guinea. Yeah. Uh, that's sort of an, another trip where you, you get to know a lot of the young boys that you probably don't get to hang around during the NRL season as much, so... Where, where's your TikTok account? Where can we find that? Where's what, sorry? Your, your TikTok account, your dancing videos and your hubba bubbas oh, and such. No, I don't have any TikTok accounts. I'll try to steer clear of that. The missus <laughs> loves it, so I might jump on there and do a bit of a boogie, but I don't think I'm going to get one anytime soon. There you go. I've got, I've got a gift to send you after we finish, Terry, of um, our very special guest, Dancing with the Shark Hands, so it's good quality. Oh, I think I've seen that one, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, who's your current fr- favourite player at the club, guys? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, my my ex favourite used to be Ricky Latelli. He is a great bloke. I had a lot of fun with Ricky. Still chat to him a bit, but at the moment, probably you guys are going to love this. Probably Chad Townsend. He's our boy, you know. <laughs> Always love the Chad. <laughs> nah, he's good. He he does a lot of content stuff, as you know, with his uh vlogs and podcasts i help him out a little bit with that uh art and graphic design stuff that he, he sends to me so we have good chats about the browns follow the nfl and yeah all that sort of stuff so he's a good bloke just like chad on the football field on his podcast it's his guests that carry him <laughs> <laughs> it's good fun our dream one day is to land the chad but we'll uh, we'll get back to that um what would you make of the nfl draft mate well i got yeah it was actually low down my questions team obviously following the Cleveland Browns we did pretty good obviously needed to tighten up that O-line which we did with Jedrick I thought Delpit was a good pickup at safety and then I thought the steal of the draft was Peoples-Jones I think he could be an absolute beast once he sort of develops into a a good receiver behind uh, Landry and Odell Beckham so yeah I, I was happy with it overall it was good. We um we dropped uh, drafted a kicker with white supremacist tattoos down his arm. So I saw that. Good so, times. Yeah, going well. I, I, did, I, I did see though. Patriots fans were like sort of blowing up that um, we drafted a kicker, and then we we drafted Gotzkowski in the uh, the fourth round. He's our all time leading point scorer. So I'm not, I'm not too worried about that. Just the guy probably needs to turn Alan Iverson and cover his tats up. <laughs> good fun. That was such a sharp move. I love it. <laughs> Uh, Gaz, who's your all-time favourite Sharks player? Uh, I grew up loving E.T., so I'd have to say E.T. for sure. Good answer. I, I was doing a, a fake online draft with the, the biggest T and a whole heap of um, uh, other people. It was just a, a random... We, we could pick players from present date all the way back to 1980. And yep. uh, I, I missed out on E.T., and I, I've got to tell you, I nearly fucking cried that night. <laughs> two, yeah, I two, two picks before I was on the clock, and someone took ET. 
Oh, heavy. What so round did he get to? He should have been round one. Uh, E.T. went in round three. Not good enough, mate. Not good enough. <laughs> no, well, obviously all, all the all the immortals and all the spine, all the best spine players went real early. I, I, I had the 12th pick in the first round and ended up with Tormalolo, so my team went completely different than I thought it would. But, yeah, come come round three, I'd picked, I'd picked Gallon and Tormalolo. I was like, I need E.T. and two picks before someone got him. So I was fuming. God, what a shame. Well, Gaz and Terry, for yourself, what's your favourite moment at Shark Park? Oh, I know mine straight off the bat. It was the 2016 season. I think it was about four or five games into the, the long win streak that we had, and I was up on the hill getting a bit rowdy with the boys. And Anyway, it was against the Panthers, and Sal had had a kick. I think it was about the 77th minute. He had a kick from the sideline right in front of us to... Uh, level the game or win the game or something like that and we just started a chant and we were just getting louder and louder and louder and obviously he missed the kick and we won but a few weeks later he ended up coming out and saying that oh, all those guys up on the hill chanting it really threw me so oh, it was unreal we just loved it absolutely loved it back in the day that 2016 season up on the hill I'll never forget it he's responsible for the title Tez yeah we, we, you got to say that uh, got favourite I've had a few. Um, in 2011, Gal's 200th game, we got down there for the reserve grade uh, game and I was giving Broderick Wright an absolute mouthful and uh, his mother was about 20 metres away from me. Uh, so that was one. Um, John Morris's uh, try in 2012 against the Dragons at Easter would have to be another one. I tipped the beer over my head. I was, I was hammered, but... Probably my first, my, my first memory that I have of Shark Park was uh, ET's five tries against the Bunnies, the first game I went to. So, yeah, that's that's got to be a highlight as well. That's a fair game to go to. Uh, and also, round one, 2013, we beat the Titans 12-10, and Dan and his brother tried to fight my mate. <laughs> I still don't believe that happened. I remember, I remember Bondi goes, if we win, we're taking our shirts off, and I've taken my shirt off, and they've all laughed at me. They stitched me up, so... That could have been, you know, wouldn't have been much of a fight, mate. You know I'm a lover. Yeah. Oh, well, that, that that got dark very quick, but I enjoyed that, so. Well, you, should, you shouldn't try and fight people, dude. Well, yeah. <laughs> mate, speaking, speaking of fights, no, it's all good. We'll leave that off. Hey, um, we got some questions from Twitter because I'm, you know, I'm out. Me, Mez asked, this, this every time we get this question, I still don't know the right answer. What animal would you steal from the zoo and how? That's a good one. I reckon I'd try and steal a penguin. I just like penguins. I think they're cool little animals. They're quick. I'd chuck them in the back pool and just leave them. They'd be right. Might be a bit hot. But um, how would I steal a penguin? That's a, that's a very good question. Not too they're sure. They're small. Just fucking yeah. pick, oh, yeah, just pick it up and yeah, club it and walk out. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we've got, a, we got another question from RCB Sharks. How are we looking for a 2022 comeback to Shark Park? Because there's a lot of talk that we won't be back. No, we'll be back. There's uh, obviously plenty going on for anyone who's driven past. You can see all the work that's being put in on the other side of the field. But, um, yeah, it's, it's all happening. All systems go. We're obviously just taking over Carilla. Uh, so we're doing a bit of rebranding work over there for sporties. But... Um, turning that into sharks at Carilla and then yeah we'll be back in 2022 for sure are you are you working out of Carilla at the moment or are you set up at home or no 
so basically what's happened is they've moved us onto the other side of the field into the uh, private suites. Uh, they've turned them into offices, so we're all sitting with a beautiful view of the field, which is great, especially when the boys were there training. But um, now we're just looking at some beautiful green grass that hasn't been run on for a while. Looking forward to getting the boys back there. Do you, do you go for a run at, at lunchtime, like go and score a try or what? Yeah, sometimes kick a few conversions and things like that, do a couple of 1.2 time trial tests and just try to keep myself really fit, you know? Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. We, um, uh, you're right, Terry, you go, mate. Uh, everyone's asking about the 1996 Reebok jersey. Why haven't we brought that back? It's a good question and I want to know the answer as well. Yeah. But no, I'm pushing for it. That's an absolute cracker of a jersey. I, my mum actually, the one that I was telling you guys about in the story earlier that my dad gave me, my mum actually threw it out when I moved house. So I um, absolutely am fuming and I can't get over that. So if anyone has a Reebok jersey out there that they reckon it fit me, I'll, uh, I'll sort you out with something from the club. <laughs> I'll tell you a story, right? One, one night I was at my niece's house with her boyfriend and we were absolutely rotten blind drunk. And for whatever reason, he went on to Facebook Marketplace and he's like, oi, there's a Sharks jersey, triple XL for 15 bucks, do you want it? And I was like, mate, I've got 100 Sharks jerseys, I do not want it. And he's like, no, nah, look at it. And it was the Reebok jersey, 15 bucks. We walked around and picked it up that night. Oh, get out. That's unbelievable. But yeah, that's the one jersey I definitely need to get my hands on again. They're, like, they're going for like five, 600 bucks on eBay at the moment. It's brilliant. It's absolutely nuts. But I reckon, yeah, we need to bring back that jersey for a heritage round for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, what what was the jersey we released during the week? That looked pretty sexy. <laughs> the, Her- the Heritage jersey, the three-quarter sleeve, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, it's cool. Really good jersey. Are we actually going to play in that, or is that just a fan release? Well, no, we were going to play in that, so obviously I'm not too sure what's happening with the drawer or all that sort of stuff, but yeah, we were going to play in it three-quarter sleeve and all. Yeah, right. That's so cool. Right. So you're looking forward to the footy coming back, obviously, mate, or does that mean you've got to work extra hard? Yeah, I know. I've got to tick up the slack, but no, I'm definitely looking forward to the footy being back. I'm getting a bit bored just looking at the field, watching the grass go. It's like I'm playing cricket. But um, How's your super coach team started? What was that, sorry? How's your super coach team started off? Oh, my super coach start was the best I've had in years, but obviously that faded off pretty quickly. I ended up in the top couple of hundred there, so it was a good start for me. But, yeah, obviously I don't know what the rule changes are going to be or how that's going to affect everything, but hopefully uh, I keep up the good pace. So are we going to come back as if we're playing Newcastle in round three or is there going to be a whole new release or what's happening? Yeah, that's what we're not sure about as well. Obviously the NRL is working through how many rounds it's going to be. I think they're talking between 17 and 22 all in all. They're trying to work out dates around cricket and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, hopefully we play the full 20-whatever games it is. But um, if not, I think the, the shortest the season will be 17 games. But that's all being worked through this week. Hopefully they're going to um, basically pitch it to all the clubs in the next couple of days. And that'll sort of be the tipping point to get the Warriors back over from New Zealand as well. They're sort of just sitting there in limbo waiting to see what the season looks like and, uh, yeah, where they sort of fit around that. Um, with uh, with Darius, we, we've uh, spoken about it here before. With Darius Boyd saying that he wouldn't relocate to uh, to New South Wales, would you? Are you just happy to see the end of Darius Boyd now? Are you having a party like everyone else, or? Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe he said that. I don't know why he would say that, but um, it's definitely something that a Bronco would say. So I'm not surprised. But um, yeah, I, I 
wouldn't mind if he's here or not. Mate, is there a fixture you look forward to every year? I love playing the Storm. Obviously, there's a bit of a rivalry there after the grand final, and you just feel um, all the sort of bitterness and everything that comes between the two teams, even sitting on the sideline there with no crowd in round two. You know, we've got, you know, people in the club who are yelling out at players, and it's unreal. It's absolutely unreal. So definitely the Storm game. And, uh, yeah, that's probably probably the one I always look forward to. Speaking of the grand final, what's your wildest post-grand final story that you're allowed to tell? Oh, we had a massive day. <laughs> we had a massive, massive day at the grand final. We ended up hiring a little minibus and we went to the club early in the morning and obviously started throwing down the beers and having a feed and just carrying on a bit and then got the minibus into the stadium and just obviously you guys would have known everything that happened there and straight back to the club. And on the way back on the bus, we were just shirts off, techno music just playing, just whipping shirts, laser lights going everywhere. We were just having the best time, but... Yeah, that was an unbelievable day, as you guys would know, and definitely memories that I'll hold uh, dear to the heart forever. Terry almost didn't make it. Really? What happened there? I wasn't going to go. I I refused to go. Why? Because if we lost, I would have killed someone. (laughs) (laughs) Straight to the point. Yeah. Um, Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, with the with the grand final, what was your emotion at full time? Oh, we had a bunch of Storm guys sitting behind us, and when Chambers went over and scored, they were absolutely ripping into us. But obviously, Fafita came through with the goods there at the end, and we turned around and gave him a full. I remember Ricky making that tackle, and I had a line of about fourteen boys next to me. We all just stood up, looked at each other, started crying, obviously wasted, hugging each other. Just, oh, it was unreal. Absolutely unreal. To be good. What's the plan at the end of the year when we win the grand final, mate? Where are we going? <laughs> Straight back to Northie, sir. I can uh, crowd surf again, I think. Me included. I obviously wasn't there. But, uh, yeah, I'd love to and carry on a bit. So, what, you, you didn't get to have a beer with Chris Hyneson at Northies? I didn't. I didn't go down to Northies after the grand final. Fuck me, he stunk. <laughs> he didn't shower. Did he, he still have his jersey off? He didn't. Yeah, he didn't take off his jersey. He kept that on forever. He was in his. He was in his grand final clothes on Wednesday. It was disgusting. <laughs> he was How huge. God, that was a good time. That's honestly. Yeah. <laughs> um, we we got a final question for you here, guys, and it's really going to make you feel uncomfortable, uh, which is why we kept it for last. Hit me. It's asked, Good, by Reed. it's asked by Reed, and he said, would you rather have sex with a goat and no one would ever find out or not have sex with a goat but everyone thinks you did? Ah, oh, that's a good question. I like <laughs> no, I'm going to have to give me a minute to think about it. <laughs> no, that's an easy one. I reckon I'd rather everyone know but not do it. Yeah. Well, I, think, I, think that... I, don't really care what, I don't really care what people think, so it wouldn't bother me. That's a good thing, seeing what Terry was saying about you before we hit record. <laughs> I can only imagine from your, your Twitter banter, I can only imagine. <laughs> that was all good. All good. Oh, man. Where, where are we at now? What's, what's the plans for isolation for the next week, guys, before you got to go back to work properly? Yeah, well, I've been there three days a week, so I've sort of 
in there more than a lot of other people. I'm part of the skeleton staff that are in there. So I'm working through a fair bit of stuff and, and trying to keep everyone updated as much as possible. But um, obviously once we find out all these new rules on what, what sort of the field looks like and who can come into the stadium, who can come into the offices, how often we need to get temperature checks, all this sort of stuff, that might shape uh, a bit of a different feel for me. But at the moment, I'll just be going in there and, uh, yeah, doing my best until everything changes. So you said that you're, you're the skeleton staff and people are doing all different kinds of jobs. Are you one of the people not answering emails on the membership email? No, I don't have access to that. So you can keep throwing uh, throwing me under the bus there, but I'm not part of that, not at all. <laughs> That's a beauty. Mate, I, I got... They're absolutely slammed at the moment. Everyone's sort of picking up jobs here and there, but, yeah, we're doing our best. So, so bear with us, boys. Bear with us. That's right. We're trying. <laughs> yeah, which we... Dan, Dan, Dan hasn't been a member for five years anyway, so it doesn't matter. That's <laughs> it. Yeah. Turn it up. He, he can check the records, Tess. Hey, um, I I just got one last question. It's it's the important one. What's your favourite type of yoghurt? Oh, I definitely don't like Greek yoghurt. I think I like those yogurt flips. Hey, get, you know, the chopped chips and you just dug it into some delicious chocolate yogurt. Even better than, than vanilla. Yeah, vanilla's just vanilla. But there's nothing going on with vanilla. That's fantastic. <laughs> What's your go-to McDonald's meal, guys? Oh, it'd have to be a, a Big Mac, for sure, Big Mac meal. But the, the trick is, you would have heard Sean Johnson say it today if you were listening to the Sharks website. It's getting it on steamed buns. Yeah, steamed buns are the go. Yeah. They're the way so. to go. If you go through Macca's drive through now, you can buy... Uh, six steam buns for four dollars. Really? You can buy like bread and milk and stuff too, can't you? Yeah. So go, if you go through your Macca's drive-through, get your buns, and then go home and make yourself a bacon and egg burger on steam buns. It's unreal. All right, I'll give it a crack. That's fantastic, mate. Just one, one that I wrote down and forgot here. Back at the Storm game, was there anyone who was on field that was louder than you thought? Uh sort of. You- who the loud ones are. Obviously, Fafita, no matter where he is on the field or on the sideline, you're going to hear him. But um, Woodsy rips in a fair bit. Even Chad's pretty loud. But, yeah, no one really sort of surprised me. Fafita's definitely the loudest, though, as everyone would know. Yeah. Uh, just a question that I've got for you, uh, got on here. Do you think Will Kennedy will make it as an NRL first grader? Yeah, I think Will's got... Plenty are left in him. He's been absolutely unreal these opening two rounds. He, I think he's averaging over 100 metres. And, you know, he obviously sets Yoni up there in the corner against the Rabbits. And he was breaking tackles and all sorts of stuff against the Storm. He obviously hasn't had too many games in the NRL yet. But he's definitely on the right path to having a long career, I think. Mate. Yeah, he's, he's, got just, he's got X Factor written all over him. Absolutely. Definitely. Even, like, you just watch any game he played for Newtown last year and absolutely carved it up in those two grand finals he obviously put in man of the match performances and yeah Will's unreal good kid too that um speaking of that bunnies game that Connor Tracy pass how far back did that actually travel yeah I think it was at least two meters back so I'm not sure what the rest were seeing there but yeah a bit of an unlucky one which, yeah, which, yeah, Connor which, played good I think Connor's got a bit of expected too with um with that pass from Connor Tracy, was he was he feeling it afterwards? Like was he was he a bit shattered that he threw a forward pass when he could have just ran and scored himself? I know that's what a lot of people were saying. He could have just gone himself, but obviously it's his first game back at the club, and he probably had a bit of 
stuff run through his head. He might, might have wanted to go himself, didn't want to be that guy that didn't make it. Who knows what he was thinking, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter now, it's all over. And yeah, Connor will be absolutely unreal for us this year coming off the bench, I think. Yeah, Dan and I love him. He's, he's good, very good. Absolutely. He is very good. Mate, you got any questions for Toby Rudolph when we get him on? Anything embarrassing we can hit him with? There's definitely something that I'll dig up for you, so leave it with me and I'll find something. I'll chat to the boys and, and get some dirt and um, give it to you guys before he gets on. So just give me the heads up before he's coming back. Fantastic. Okay. Thank you. Uh, he's just one I'd love to dish dirt on, so, yeah, let me know. <laughs> one, one final question for you, guys. Who's a player yeah. that hasn't debuted for us yet that you're really excited to see play first grade? Ooh. That's a good one. There's a kid called Josh Carr, who you would have seen. Yeah, Man Mountain. Uh, coming Big through flag and played a couple of games. He's massive, but um, he was really instrumental in that Jersey flag season where they won. But um, he's definitely one that – he's obviously had a couple of injuries, but um, he's coming through all that now. Um, he's one I'm very, very – He's a favourite of yours too, Terry, yeah? Yeah, I like Josh Carr. Okay. All right, that's me done. Mate, else? that's fantastic. I'm um, I'm a little disappointed there's no suit and tie tonight, as promised, but uh, I think that was pretty pretty fantastic all up. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on, boys. It's been fun, and uh, any time, just give us a buzz, and, and I'll be back. Yeah, we'll, we'll, pro- we'll probably try and get you on just like the week leading up to, to round three, uh, just to see what the atmosphere is like. But no, thanks for coming on, guys. Thanks for giving up your time. No worries, boys. Thanks for having me. I'll speak to you soon. Thanks, mate. Have a good one. Terry, who are we hailing tonight, man? we got to, we got to get back to tradition. How am I, Moylan? How am I, Moylan?